Blog Talk Radio. No man, no weapon Formed against, yes, glory is destined Everyday women and men become legends Sins that go against our skin become blessings The movement is a rhythm to us Freedom is like religion to us Justice is juxtaposition in us Justice for all just things specific enough One just die, the spirit is revisiting us True and living, living in us Resistance is us That's why Rosa sat on the bus that's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They stay, stay down. We stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it'll be ours. It'll be ours. Oh, one day, when the war
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Block Talk, um, um, Box Talk Radio Live with your host, Ms. Michelle, a.k.a. Here is the Game. And I am co-hosting. My name is Yolanda Allen. So thanks for everybody who's tuned in. Um, this is our second segment. So um, we're still trial and error. We're just seeing how this thing goes. But we're glad that uh, for those of you who have t- tuned into our segment, and segment is specifically dealing with violence um, in our com- violence and crime in our community. Um, and as usual, every week we're host uh, we're sponsoring or Sight to See Travel is sponsoring a two night uh, three day giveaway hotel stay um, to the hotel that's listed on the brochure of your choice. Um, and then for and I can whoever the winner is will be announced tomorrow on the Block Talk Live um, Facebook page group. So um, I'm excited to be on the segment this week again and to talk about topics that, as it relates to our families, our communities, um, us as a whole, developing and growing. So um, I'm going to turn this over to the host. You ready, Michelle? Yes. Um, Before we get into the topic again, we do want to welcome you to our blog talk uh, concerning violence and crime in our community. But before we get um, to that, um, there are giveaways that we will be giving away every Monday uh, if you're participating in the discussion and also tuning in. Uh, but but be past giving away, uh, what is it, two nights? Yeah, two nights. Yeah. Of your choice. Yolanda Allen also have uh, her own organization uh, where she does traveling and what is it? Um, well, the, the agency is Sight to See Travel, so we do book cruises, we book hotel stays, vacation getaways, yes. and things like that. And I'm even currently looking for individuals who can help me in my business because a lot of times I get requests to book travel, and God knows I do not have time sometimes. But um, So if there's anybody that knows somebody that knows somebody, <laughs> um, have them give me a call at 414-533-771. Again, 414-533-771. Take it away. Yolanda Allen. Yes, Cycle Travel. Okay, so violence and crime in our community. Uh, violence in our neighborhoods and community cannot be overlooked. We have an increase, increased violent crimes and uh, we have it's been committed on our youth, and that is a huge concern uh, in our community. There are crimes such as aggravated assault, rape, robbery, gang banging, drug use, drug, uh, alcohol use, killing, and property damage. And this is among among our youth, and and uh, I might say um, they also stealing cars is a high peak as, as well, killing and damaging cars. So these are crimes that uh, that's been listed uh, in our community and do have a lot of people talking about it, but we're, we're, it's at the point now we need to have people to take care of the solution. So, you know, we can complain all day that the crime is going high or, you know, the youth is doing this and they're being destructive, but now it's time for uh we or you know it's time for us to take part of the solution uh as far as uh decreasing the crime in our community. Many of our young people are of the danger that they are in on um, the uh, the crime that exists in our community and in our schools, but it seems to me that they they're feeling numb to change in the violent behavior. Can I piggyback piggyback? I know we're just getting started with the segment, but um, and we haven't really even touched the surface of it yet, but um, I've noticed that a lot of times when a lot of, and it's a lot of youth who are doing it now, a lot of times when they commit some of these crimes, when you see them on the news as far as they're going through the court process and things like that, they appear to be numb beforehand, and then when they're in the process of being sentenced and all that, you look at them and you can look at their face until there's like hurt and disappointment going on there. So it's like they're 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 either taking drugs or whatever that numbs to the fact that they're doing these things. And then when they're put in a position where they're, you know, about to be locked up almost sometimes for the rest of their lives, you look at their innocent their I would be innocent face, but the look that they have on their face is it's it's just 
hurt. So it's like they end up having to deal with the reality of why they're doing or why, you know, the results of what they're going to be, like life in prison and things like that. So, like, how do they even get to that point? If they actually have those feelings and they have that hurt and that disappointment and they regret doing certain things beforehand, how do we get to the point? How do they even get to that place where they do that and it doesn't even bother them? Well, actually, Yolanda, uh, it's kind of, it's kind of funny that you said that because that's one of the things that I wanted to address um, tonight uh, concerning our juveniles. Um, one of the courses that I did have, and we can all agree that some of our young people, they're doing crimes that if an adult do the crime, it would be like a lifetime sentence. They're murdering. They're, they're, they're stealing people. They're robbing people. They're doing adult actions, but um, they're juveniles. Right. So, Every with them being juveniles, my, my question would be, is do you think that uh, some juveniles should try as an adult? Well, before I add, kind of trying to that, for the ones who are on call, if you want to chime in and, and, you know, join in the conversation, all you have to do is press one on your phone, and that'll let us know that you want to, you know, comment or whatever. That's another way of us knowing who is on the line, so we can know who we're um, going to be drawing from. But to get back to what you were saying, some of the, I don't know, <laughs> because some of the stuff that they're doing is like unbelievable. They're taking people, not just sometimes people's lives, they're taking and I don't know that locking them up per se is going to solve it. They need, before they even get to that point, they need help. But if you get your hands, it's the law or, um, the, you know, they get their hands on them when they pick them up. These kids, they need, they, they'll be back and they need some help. Yeah. They're actually what they're doing. I don't agree with it, and God knows I wouldn't want this to happen to me or any of my family members or anything like that, but that's almost like it's a cry for help. It is, but when they're committing crimes like they murdered someone someone else's son, or they murdered someone else's daughter, Mm -hmm. or they went in a store and did a robbery and Mm -hmm. shot innocent standards, Mm -hmm. things like that is like, okay, um, if you don't change the law and fix it where they got to be held accountable, accountable for what they do, yeah. then they will continue to do it. And then another another thing that I've noticed also, those that are that are of age, mm-hmm. drug dealers, now that's people that's in games, people okay. that are in games, mm-hmm. they would more likely go reach out there and grab those that are underage to do their work for them right? or more, or put the gun in their hand mm-hmm. or put the drugs in their hand and say, Hey, well, if they go to, if they get in, if they get caught up, they're only going to be tried as a, tried as a juvenile. And by the time they turn 18, they'll be back out or they're just going to go to detention center. So I know in some States, when you break the law, they don't play with you. Like you going, you gonna go to jail and you are gonna serve some time. So they're more likely to be scared, and they're not quick to go back and do the same. Exactly. Thing. So is it are we are we fixing it where um the, there's a door opener? So if you do it and you're underage, it's okay. Well, yeah, to a certain degree because they're setting, they're really, they're really not. They're they're locking them up for a short period of time and just letting them come back out. They're not while they're in there. Um, help. They're not getting help. They're just in, they're just incarcerated. They're not getting the help they need. One, they need to serve some real life time so they understand that this is not a game. But then while they're in there and serving time, they need to be able to have some kind of source of, of resources in there to help them deal with and cope with some of the things that they're dealing with in the first place. Some some of them dealing with struggles with their family, all kind of little stuff that leads them to getting into those. You know, dealing yeah, with, you know, but crime. but at the end too though, if you um, say for instance that okay they're juvenile, mm-hmm. they committed a crime which they what they really should be serving some serious time for, mm-hmm. but then they go to detention, they let them back out, they go back to the homes where 
the parents really don't care. Or they go back to the homes where the parents is using drugs. Or they're going back to a home where it's still abusive. So it's like, okay, they're back in a setting that caused them to be where they at anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's like letting them out and then sending them back to where, because a lot of our, a lot of our um, parents are using drugs with their kids. A lot of our parents, I hate to say it, but it's true. They're smoking weed with their kids. Right. They drink with their kids. So it's like when you let, if you let them out and you send them back in that environment, is it still promoting uh, our children and promoting uh, uh, underage kids to continue the behavior? Or, or should they be sent back home? If they go to if they go to detention, should they be sent back home? If home is where the, the source of the problem is, no. Now, where would they go as an outlet? I, I really don't know that I have an answer for that. But if the problem is at home, unless they can provide some type of um, help for the you know for the family to kind of help them with the situation, then putting them back in that same space is not going to help them. It, it really you really them up personally and as far as jail and juvenile and all that's concerned, that's set up for them anyway. And yeah, so that's it just, I, I have a whole other train of thought when it relates to that because I think that's set up to get our young men, put them in jail and and so But a, a lot of a lot of our truthfully it's it's set up that way, but then our community, our our people, the minorities, we we also are setting our own uh our mm-hmm. own children up that way. Before it gets to them, there are certain things that we're dropping the ball on. Mm-hmm. Uh, like I said before, um, it's set up for a certain group of people, certain races of people to go to jail or go serve prison time. Mm-hmm. But then at the same time, it's things that we are doing in our community, among around our children mm-hmm. that we're setting or, our own kids up. Or not doing or not doing exactly. because if you think of it, really, it's supposed to be your community is, is supposed to be set up and structured as they use the term cliche. Most time it's cliche ish when they use it. The whole village concept. We're not. You can't. We can't. They they take they restrict a lot of things as it relates to us raising our children. Number one, they mm-hmm. tell you you can't you can't chastise them or whatever. And so when all things play, come into play, you put these kids in a position where you can't deal with them, but they can't deal with them. So, I mean, it's almost like you're in a rock and a hard spot. We don't have that, just say within the community, we don't have that structure where we're connected enough with each other to help raise each other's yeah, children. Yeah, a village. Yeah, we don't yeah, have that. But, but, you know, I and past what they say as far as how we discipline our kids and, you know, the limits that's put on our kids. Truthfully, as now I'm just going to speak from African-American terms, mm-hmm. uh, we, we can discipline our kids. We A lot of us will discipline our kids how we want to discipline our you, kids. You so that, that's just to keep it real. <laughs> Regardless of how they got everything set up in the system, we discipline our kids how uh, – to the measures that we feel comfortable with discipline. Mm-hmm. But the problem is this. There's probably less discipline and more giving. Ooh, that's a whole other situation. Do you want to try that on the break? <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other problem. It's, yes, it's, yeah, it's probably less discipline and more giving. We provide all of our children. Now it's getting to the point, and I'm just keeping it real. Now it's getting to the point where we have four-year-old kids, three-year-old kids, knowing how to operate a cell phone. Mm. I didn't have that problem, but okay. but but it's true. It's <laughs> right. true. But then when you ask them, you know, they don't they don't know all the ABCs. They don't know how to do certain things that they not now mind you. It's okay for kids to go according to how they develop appropriately. That's right. that's fine. So I'm I'm not knocking that. But if we spend more time giving them the natural things that we should give them, as far as drilling them, do repetitious teach repetition teaching, mm-hmm. uh, eliminating certain things that they're watching at an early age, including these violent cartoons or these cartoons that, that's not, that has less meaning to it. Or, um, you know, if we do more of that instead of providing them, we're giving them everything. Or a lot of us parents now, they have to have name brand this, name mm-hmm. brand that, name brand tennis shoes. They got to have name brand shirts, but then you're not teaching them. You're not disciplining them the way that they should be, or you're mm-hmm. not teaching them. So we have given them so much. 
and we give less discipline according to the way we were raised when we were coming up. We give more, and we're not redisciplining less. So it's starting. So we really kind of corrupting the kids ourselves starting off. Wow. Well, we're going to do this. We're going to take a little four-minute break in between that. We're gonna, when we come back, we want to talk about that. You, you, you pinpointed something that's, that's profound, and that relates to the video games, the things that they see on television as it relates to violence and how that relates to what they're even doing. Because sometimes I think they can take what they're watching on TV and playing on video games and make that their reality. So we're going to talk about that when we come back. In the meantime, did you have something? Yes. Uh, when we come back from break, uh, we have more toxins concerning crime and violence in our community and amongst our, our youth. That's a huge concern uh, for our community. But we also would like for anyone that's on a, on a call to um, – partake in the discussion concerning our community, our youth, and our violence, we would like to hear from you. Absolutely, because your opinion counts, and that helps us to kind of uh, deep dive into what the concerns are. So when we come back, you have uh, the ability to conversate with us and by pressing number one on your phone, and then that lets us know that you are on the line and want to um, have partake in the conversation. So we'll be back in just a moment. We'll be playing My Future by um, JJ, John J.J. Jackson, and we'll be back in just a moment.
blessed. I'll use the term blessed to have children. There's a job. There's a responsibility that comes along with that. And no, we don't have all the right answers. No, we're not going to get it right all the time. But the things that the foundation of it, if you see the, the basics, you don't got to bend just, you, why are we bending? We have these kids. So I'm not going to be bending so you can be feel comfortable. No, I want you to do what's right. And sometimes when we get to a place where we forget that we are the parent and that we have to set guidelines, they will, believe it or not, when you set a certain standard and you stick by those rules, whether they want to do it or not, they will appreciate it later. later. Yeah, and I hate to say it, it's, it's uh, the parents that are four years old, uh, 45 year old, uh, on down. I would say under mm-hmm. on down now. It's, it's like anything goes. Everything goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the kids are your friends now. You buddy buddy with them. You kick it with them. You're in the club with them. You smoke with them. You drink with them. So it's getting to the point where and after a while you can't tell them anything. Nothing. You no. can't tell them anything. So, and then it goes back to what you were just saying. Not only do you do that, but then you buy them everything. Buy them everything. You can't tell these kids nothing because no is not an option. Yeah. And it's and it's definitely true. Uh, and, and as to to keep it real, uh, myself honestly, I do feel like to a certain degree, I have spoiled my children uh, more than they could be spoiled. So we do have the tendency, and this is just being honest with yourself. We do have the tendency to give our children more, and sometimes we give our kids when they shouldn't be getting. We know that they didn't deserve it. You get what you report on your report card. You still get phone. No, oh, and the phone should be. Matter of fact, right. you got to see. You might not even. You shouldn't even really be seeing that phone. Yeah, and that's the way to rules. You far away yeah. from that regular uh, old traditions uh, that worked for us. We have gotten so far away from that. So I wanted to also ask, open up to our next question, which would be, how does crime affect the community? How has it affected our community? Well, before we go into that, I'm going to tell you guys right now, in order for us to know that you are on the line, even if it's just to just briefly give an opinion, in order to qualify for the uh, giveaway, we have to know you're there because we can't draw a blank name. So please engage in the call. We see you there, but, you know, you have to engage for us to know who you are. Um, And if you want to comment, just press 1. And then, you know, you can say your comment, your little snippet about the whole thing. I know you have some opinions about it because if you're on the line, that means, number one, you're legal and you're an adult. And number two, you have an opinion that can help us as well with, you know, how this the outcome should be or what we should be doing as, as a whole yeah. to improve, you know. And, and it's box talk, meaning talk to us or we will talk to you. I got That's something to say. You got something to say. Yeah, yeah we got something to say. Yeah. So, so, yeah, go back to your question. So, yeah, how does crime affect our community? Uh I would like to kind of take a snug at that. Members of who remain in the crime field areas, sometimes when people feel that it's too much crime in the area, they they move or they relocate somewhere there, somewhere else. So members who remain in the crime field areas feel unsafe in general. The crime rate creates a negative impression about our community. So who those who live on the outside area. So like when you trying to buy a house or when someone wants to buy a house or someone wants to move in a house that says it's for rent, it also lists on there, this is a high crime area. So what do they do? The good neighbors that could possibly be a good neighbor, they move somewhere else. They go somewhere else. So then we don't have enough good neighbors. We don't have enough good citizens to live in our community because there is stated on the internet that this is a high crime area. A lot of times, people don't want to move in an area if this is not their lifestyle. They don't want to move in it. They don't want to move. And then also, it takes the value of your neighborhood down. It takes the value of your homes down just by the high the high crime. Well, I got news for you now. Where is and I would not say that anybody should go into somebody else's community and do anything. But it was almost unheard of. They would be tearing, we'd be in our own community tearing up. But now, I don't know what kind of drugs they own. <laughs> But they going out in West Dallas. They going out in, in yeah, all these other areas. Now, they do not have any borderlines on how far they'll go now, and that just speak, that speaks to what it is now that they really got a hold of. It's a major, 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 major stuff out here now because whereas before they were too scared to go in certain areas and try stuff, they will go over there and say nothing of it. 
So if you don't get a hold of this now or come up with strategies to um, come up with it now, we're going to have, you can forget about them it being a, an isolated uh, place where they're committing crime. You got to worry about your area code because they're going out there too. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> they feeling the young people and some older is still, you know, they still bumping their head a little bit. But the young people, the drugs that they're using is getting higher than marijuana now. Just one step for one, I would say K2. Or they want to get higher than what the, they, 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 they mix their weed with, you know, marijuana with different things. So they're feeling numb to their reaction. So the things that they're doing, they don't feel it. Mm-hmm. When they kill somebody, they're not feeling it. And self-worth, you can see, oh, my God. And then the, the rage with the driving. Like, yeah, I, have seen, I, I have seen this summer after summer. Even even in the wintertime, they're zigzagging with the drive mm-hmm. from one end of the street to the other one, just zigzagging, and they don't care who sees it. They don't feel what they're doing. So it's like you can't get a hold of them and say, hey, you're doing something really, you're doing something really out of order now. You're doing something really stupid or you're messing up your community. We can't get to them and say that because they don't feel it. But then my question, and they piggyback back on why we're on this call in the first place, what is it, and half the time I think we're scared, that's just my my opinion. Mm-hmm. We can't if we don't. Most of the time, we are we don't even engage with them. We pretty much when we see them, we go the other way, or if we see them, we just don't address them. At some point, number one, they're lacking something. Yeah. At some point, what are we going to do to help offset this? Not to say I have the answer to that, but if we always walking away from it or always running away from it, we got to worry about it stopping because it's not. That's true. It's not going to stop. So what is it that we really need to do to lower or what can we individually contribute to help lower the the crime and the violence in our community? You know, I think that it it would be a good idea. Well, they do have a lot of programs. The Mm -hmm. Y is holding programs to work with some troubled teens. I just found that out today. But they can't afford to get over here. But I'm just saying, like, there there are a few programs that set up where you can, they can reach out to our young men. Mm -hmm. But um, as a community, we need to build more programs. A lot of these houses that they have abandoned, that there's Mm -hmm. nothing in, reconstruct these homes. Uh, There's a guy, I forgot what his name is, Ellis. Andre Ellis. Andre Ellis. Yeah. Yes. He, he just he's he's working with a lot of young men. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, doing a little garden thing with yeah. them, doing different activities, and then uh, what is a hundred black like they did the, the, the black tuxedo thing. And something that's and he was... and a vacant home mm-hmm. that he that he has right now that he's trying to get approved of to get that vacant home to open that home up and do something positive with our youth. There's too many vacant homes that they're not. They need to open them up. Put programs in there. Get mentors inside those homes. Pull these young black men in. Pull these young black women in, or not just black women, women of the young minorities in, period, and work with them. Don't you know there's got to be more than one Andre Ellis? Mind you, I will go over there. And I will go on Saturdays and 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 give some money because you have to. They have to initially when they were starting, you have to have money. So you go. I would go donate twenty dollars towards the kids so they can get their twenty dollars or whatever. But I had somebody one Saturday when I went there to say, um, when they get done doing that, they're gonna go back to doing whatever they're doing. Well, if wow. you look at it in a negative sense, you don't. You basically saying you don't have no confidence in the ability to help reach these kids. Mm-hmm. If if he can take a corner. And, and build and, and, and help them show them how to plant. Even if they turn around later and do something they don't have any business, don't you know something happened with one of those boys? And you know whose door they came to? They went knocked at his door. Wow. And they went to talk to him. And why? Because they knew even in them doing stuff, they had an outlet. And if they really needed to talk to somebody, he was going to be there. So who who are at what point are we going to be that person where they know that they can go and talk to them and read? They're not. He know they're doing the most, but he's not afraid of them because his his desire to help them. And they is know they those young men. I don't care if they're troubled or not. Yeah. They know who care about them. They know who's willing to put their time in. Where mm-hmm. they know who have the faith 
in them. Yeah. Even when they don't have faith in themselves, they know who believe in them. So it's not okay to just sit around mm-hmm. and complain about what our young men is doing exactly. or what our young men are not doing, why they're going to jail, why they're killing, and then we're and not going to be a solution. solution. That's right. You don't have to take the whole community, but you can take a piece of the community and make that change. And yeah. if everybody take a piece of the community, mm-hmm. you got the whole yeah, because one person can't take. I know personally, like um, Andre Ellis, um, Mohip Dyer, Kwabena Nixon. Those are three individuals. Um, Ajima uh, Butler. There's uh, four individuals I know personally who's doing different things. Yeah. But the four people can't make the difference. And you got to get out there where they at. They ain't coming to you. Yeah. So if you want some changes, you got to be bold enough. You got to be willing to go out there and face it head on because all they really want to know is if somebody cares. All yep. they really want to know is somebody's willing to put the time in, and that's what they was missing in the first place. So who's willing to do that? Yeah, and then and then you have to. They don't know where hope is. Yeah, you have to bring that hope to exactly. them. Exactly. So what are uh, I checked and they said what are some resources for finding out the crime rates? And I can let you guys know if you want to check into it and see how serious it is and the different areas that really need, you know, uh, impact placed in a community, you can check the Federal Bureau of uh, Investigation and it tracks the crime rate by race. Uh, so that's a publication that, that is shown that you can check for a crime in the United States. Ain't that crazy? They can track, they they looking at, yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and, a, and, a, and uh, one time they were a meeting where the police officers actually came in, in the community and the community asked, well, you know, why in certain areas the polices are, there are so many polices, there, we're always getting tickets, or we're always getting pulled over, or there's always police cars, why is it always placed like the polices are on our backs in certain areas? Well, because they have a, a way of tracking where the crime rate is, this is what they said, that's where the polices are placed, mm-hmm. and it definitely makes sense. That's a whole other conversation, because if that's the case, oh my goodness. If they know that this is what they got, just based on that website or whatever you gave me, they know where the problem is. Yeah. So in addition to the people in the community, why aren't they? Because when they go there, they go there looking for crime. Don't you go there looking to help make some changes? Yeah. Everybody plays a part in that. Yeah. So um, I'm not down in their job. I wouldn't even want it. There's no way I would have my, I wouldn't do it. And I know for a fact, I don't want my son to do it because that ain't something I'm interested in. But Everybody, you got a role. Everybody, from myself to whomever, everybody, there's, uh, if even if it's just something little, there's something you can do to contribute to the change to help stop them, a lot of the violence. And it ain't, it ain't gonna happen with one or two or three people. It's got to be a collective um, effort. Yeah. In, in and even something such as a neighborhood watch. Mm-hmm. Having more people participate in neighborhood watch. Watch mm-hmm. out for your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Uh, do quarterly cleanups. Yeah, and get engaged, do something. Uh, where those abandoned houses is or people vandalizing or uh, graffiti on a building, come together as a community. Change that graffiti. Place gardening in areas. Do art paintings. Art paintings, uh, any type of art, it brings up the, the value of the neighborhood. It makes our neighborhood look like it could be something. And the more that it looks like somebody cares, the young people will be less likely to to just commit crime because they'll be like, okay, this neighborhood is a little more stricter. Mm-hmm. If you do something here, those Somebody people are going to call yeah. So it's because we're in our own house and we're closing our doors, closing our doors, paying attention to our own home instead of saying, okay, we got to live in this neighborhood. It's not just my house. We have to live in this neighborhood. So if someone uh, fire a gun, that bullet, it can come through your wall. It can come through your window, just like it can go to, through someone else. So it's very important that we also pay attention to how we value our neighborhoods, how we value our community. Uh, it's not okay to just let them stick McDonald's and fast food uh, uh, restaurants everywhere in our community, but we don't have other resources. Mm-hmm. You know, they let's, let's, let's feed them that fast food or the things that's going to kill them, but we don't have these other resources that we really need, meaning mm-hmm. uh, different buildings that could be built for our youth. And help them, um, whatever we put in, in the community, to help them um, 
show them how to be a youth entrepreneur. They probably about the best entrepreneurs out there, really, because if they can hustle you, yeah, that's true. They, they got they can handle the business. They can, but they have to have the resources. They have to have the tools, or they need to be put in front of something that's going to pull that out of them. So you know, that's just that's just my little take on that. Anything else? Okay, going to uh, the next question, and I would like to hear from our our viewers and our listeners. Uh, how do gangs affect our community? And I'm thinking, I think it's you press one, or you can press one and the pound key. Um, so I'm hoping I'm giving the instructions correctly, right. but um, either press one or okay. press one with the pound key, and then then we'll see that you're interested in having uh, being part of the conversation. Okay. But, question um, is again, how do gangs affect the community? Now you sound a little stuffy, but did you I say games or gangs, gangs as gangs, in like? Gangs. Oh, okay, yeah. got you. Gangs. Oh my. Here's the thing. While we're waiting, you know, on conversation. Um, games, be honest with you, it could be a positive and a negative. Yeah, because I went to a um a Hilda Hood event one year. Well, I actually go there every year, with the exception of last year. Um, this gentleman had the blood and the crypt together. Oh, I seen that. I thought that I didn't think that was real though. Oh, it was I seen real. It on Facebook and, and pictures. Yes. They and they were there to basically what they were saying is they were going to be there to unite and help to breed, to build instead of tearing up. They said they can come together for the purpose of you know supporting and building their community because they don't really need the other outside to keep tearing them down. If you can get them to so it's a it's, it, they can be they can be a positive effect in the community if you can get it done right, or they can be that negative effect that tears up and keeps. Um, ongoing, I say residual, <laughs> um, down downward spiraling out of our community because just like they can, you can take them if the right people get a hold of them and invest in them and invest time in them, they will see that they see a reason why because really they could be the protectors in the community. To be honest with you, because yeah. if they can handle business like that, they can prevent other people from coming in and doing stuff. Yeah, and I never looked at it that way. Yeah, um, I did see that on Facebook, but I really, you know how sometimes people post things on social media and mm-hmm. then I just, it was I was there. I was thinking it was exaggerated <laughs> mm-hmm. a little bit, but that, I just I never looked at it that way. And you knew there was some bloods and crypts while they was talking. <laughs> Cause, you know they just that's just they they didn't know how to they still was their conversation was the same kind of thing but they you know what I'm saying kind of you know they yeah. they didn't know how to front which was awesome but they was there for they a positive pause yeah, yeah and they yeah, were serious about older. that so it's like how do you even um get them to a space where they're able to the ones that are supposedly gang members in the community they are a positive of uh, protecting the community because really. You should be able to protect your own community. You only know you don't really know police come there and policing it. Yeah. If we do it right, you should be able to protect it and 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 preserve your own community. You should both be able to plant and build right in your own community in in your surface. You don't really need to have nothing the next person governing. Yeah, to be honest sure. with you, if everybody plays the role they're supposed to play, you do not need no police officer to come in there and govern your community because if it's done right, the ones that were supposedly gang members could be protecting the men in the community supposed to be protecting. Yeah, that's true. Ain't nothing and nobody's supposed to be able to come up in there and rape nobody, do nothing, they got no business because if the men handling business, it's you should true. have that problem. And that's true. Uh, for the viewers, uh, any input on how gangs affect the community. I just want to give you a chance before I kind of go uh, go on the opposite side of the scale with gang members. Okay. Okay, so um, now that's the positive side that I have not seen. Yolanda said she's saying I have not seen it yet. (laughs) (laughs) So um, gang members also, there are things that they can do on a regular to change themselves and change how they do do things, and that's the biggest example that they can be, because there are things that they're doing, such as violence and murder. Gang members are also going to affect the community because you have young gang members, they drop out of school, yeah. uh, education is not the first thing that's important to them. They struggle with unemployment. 
they abuse drugs and alcohol. So a lot of them, they sell drugs. A lot of them, they do drugs and alcohol. And then at the end, the result is jail uh, and death. Mm-hmm. It forces tax, taxpayers to pay, uh, pay to welfare and community programs. And the reason why I say that is because there's no way that you can actually be a father and being a gang member and everything is going to turn out all right. Or there's no way that you can actually be a mother and you you a female gang member and everything is going to turn out right. There's something that you're going to end up having to do that's going to cause you to leave your family, whether it is serve time in prison because you're in jail or because, or especially if you're in jail because you don't murder somebody or you have sold drugs and you're getting that money and then here you go. Uh, your kids, they're going to need that assistance. The fathers, they're in gangs, they're selling drugs, and then they end up going to prison, and it leaves that mother um, to depend on some source of, of, of assistance uh, from the government. So it's like being a man, That's it's not really to me, it's not the role of being a man when you're part of selling drugs or you're part of being in a gang, that's not an example of a man. Once you leave your household, you leave your whole family open and susceptible to anything. That the, the first role model for a male should be that father. A lot of times now, unfortunately, the father is not in the home. That son is seeking out in other places for someone to look up to, for someone to help that child take a, uh, uh, help take care of their family, help take care of their mother. Then it becomes another cycle. A lot of times, sons when their their father not their father is not there, they uh, they become that drug dealer eventually, or they become that gang member thinking that they gotta protect something, they gotta be tough, they gotta try to fit in, they try to find their way. Or somebody made them a part of their so-called family. Yes. Yes, yes. They went yes, found another yes. family. Somebody that yep. you know presented them with that, you know, the the the, the I'm gonna be a family kind of, you know. They gave them that as an image of what they could be a part of, and instead of them being able to um, receive that from their home. Yes, that's that's absolutely correct. So, and, and with all that being said, it's it's really important that we look at these angles. You know, last week we were talking about discrimination and how uh, we we feel as a community, as my uh, the minorities that we have been discriminated against, those that feel that they are superior um, towards us. But before we can focus on discrimination, before we can focus on stereotyping, before we can focus on uh, the prejudice that's happening in the world, we got to focus on our community. We have a community that's dying. Our rate for the young young people, older people now, they're still passing away from natural causes, should I say, meaning uh, their health fails. They get to live a full life. Their health fell down, and that's how they pass away. And there's not many that's passed away as fast as our young people are passed away. And they're dying a harsh death. Mm-hmm. Death that normally, I, I would say even with us coming up, it wasn't so much of these harsh deaths that, that's happening now, but it's, it's really it's terrible now. And so we got to try to save our people. We, they shouldn't have to die that way. I don't think that God really intent for his people to die the harsh death that they're dying now. But because of disobedience, the fast life that's happening now, they're leaving in a harsh way. And we got to try to find a way to build our community, decrease the violence in our community, lower the crime rates in our community, and it starts with us. Well, I think we pretty much covered it all. I would have loved to give away um, the hotel night, the hotel giveaway. Um, But in order for that to take place on each and every Monday, um, you have to engage, even if it's just to say hi, so I know who I am giving the hotel stay away to. So until next week, 
Um, we'll, we'll post what our topic's going to be before Monday, so you have some idea on what the discussion will be about. But we will always welcome you to uh, Box Talk Live to talk about topics as it relates to us, our community, and how to, to Im improve um, our community. Did you have anything left? To say? And remember, be a part of the change in our community. All right. Until next time, this is Box, uh, Box Talk Radio Live. We will talk to you again, same place, same time, on uh, next week, Monday. No man, no weapon formed against. Yes, glory is destined. Everyday women and men become legends. Sins that go against our skin become blessings. The movement is a rhythm to us. Freedom is like religion to us. Justice is juxtaposition enough. Justice for all just ain't specific enough. One just died, the spirit is revisiting us. True and living, living in us. Resistance is us. That's why Rosa sat on the bus. That's why we walk through Ferguson with our hands up. When it go down, we woman and man up. They stay, stay down. We stand up. Shots, we on the ground. The camera panned up. King pointed to the mountaintop and we ran up. One day, when the glory comes, it'll be When the war is won, we will be sure, we will be sure.